Blog Talk Radio. Blessed day, everyone. You are joining us on One Love Rising. I am your host today. My name is Heidi Little, and I am very excited to have our guest today, Ms. Victoria Friedman of the Vistar Foundation. Vistar is a nonprofit educational organization founded in 1994 by Dr. Ron Friedman and Victoria Friedman. Vistar is dedicated to the power and potential of collective consciousness for collective awakening, co-creation, and conscious communication. Ron and Victoria offer teleconferences and workshops on the Vistar Method, a conscious structured meeting process, Vistar Awakening Circles, and co-creative large and small-scale innovative events that inspire and involve people and focus on connectivity and enlightened culture. Welcome, Victoria. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm glad to be here, Heidi. Always love to be with you. I love you. She's a dear, Victoria. Victoria is a dear friend of mine, everyone, and, and I'm just am in and am and am I'm in awe of the work that she's been doing for quite some time now. And uh, Victoria, I always ask the same question of our guests when they first arrive. So, what does oneness mean to you? Yes, oneness. Well, I love the word. First of all, that word one. It has such a great Mm -hmm. sound, you know, one. Some words have Mm -hmm. like very hard sounds, but one one just begins with an incredible sound, one. Of course, you Mm -hmm. know, thinking about it now, our whole numerical system begins with one. So much wouldn't happen in the world if we didn't have one. And oneness, Mm -hmm. well, for me, it's it's the most wonderful thing there is because oneness is, for me, it is what we are. We are that oneness. Mm -hmm. I don't really feel that the separateness that we seem to have, like, you know, all these separate bodies and, you know, in our separate minds and seems like and our, our feelings, it's not really our true nature. I think there's something that that all comes up in, and um, that's a sense of awareness, a sense of being. And in that sense, I feel there is only one. It's almost like this, mm-hmm. you know, the analogy of the water in the ocean is like the waves are looking for the oneness, but... Their oneness is in the fact that they are all the ocean, and they're all water. So oneness mm-hmm. is a natural state of being, and there are no parts to it for me. And I just love having that standpoint, you know, that kind of, um, I would call it perspective. It's not really a mind thing, but just a standpoint coming from that, saying somehow, maybe it's not always obvious, but oneness is always present. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, so how many years now has the Vistar Foundation been happening? 1994. Is that when it opened? Founded in 1994? Yeah. Yes, well, we founded it, yeah, 1994. Yeah. And so what was the calling there when, when you guys founded the organization, Ron and yourself? What's yeah, thank you for that question. It's very interesting, really. Uh, Ron and I had been in, in two teachings. We had one teacher and program we were in for 12 years. It was a very intensive program of transformation. It had to do with the Gurdjieff work, if anybody's heard about that. And then we spent four years with a non-dual teacher, Kenneth Mills, who was a musician, and it was very art-directed. art, 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 art directed. So we've been mm-hmm. through these two teachings, and then we decided <clears throat> that perhaps it's time to, for us to give a lecture. You know, just let people mm-hmm. just share what we learned. So we started doing these lectures about the teachings we had learned and what we had learned from them and how our life had unfolded. 
and something began to happen. We just thought we would give a lecture like three in a row and then, you know, maybe something on something else and keep on having new people come, but that is not what happened. That is not what happened, Heidi. <laughs> you know how they say make plans? <laughs> so we didn't make plans for what happened, but what happened is these people came and they started staying around. Like about 30 people came to the first lecture. And then it was unbelievable. But over the next 18 years, this began mm-hmm. to turn into a continuous group that met together with people coming and going, of course, in other circles. But it just, they stayed. Mm-hmm. And then after six lectures, we said, you know, who would like to have some more? And they'd all raise their hands. So we started just meeting like that. And, you know, after a while, it it became a group happening because, you know, we couldn't keep giving lectures for 18 years. So without us even knowing what we were doing, we started to move into what now they call collective consciousness, a group intelligence. We didn't even know we were doing that. We just were starting to do something. Mm. And, you know, it was, it was person to person. I mean, it was, it was not online. We didn't have anything online then. And people just, the, we, I would say we started waking each other up. We started waking up as a group. And that's what happened. Amazing. And, uh, yeah. So let's speak to community then, right? Because the, the Vistar method is about community, right? What do you what do you think? Yes. Talk, let's talk about community. What 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 are we what are we talking about here with community when it comes from you, Victoria? Yeah. Um. Okay. Community. Well, you know, community is you know has so many different meanings and it has different levels. There are different levels mm-hmm. of communities. You know, from communities mm-hmm. that are there are communities that are dysfunctional, and there are communities mm-hmm. that are enlightened. So the Vistra mm-hmm. method is really about. Um, entering an evolutionary community. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. That what happened mm-hmm. was it's like, say there's a community. You, you know, you're living, you're meeting in a basement with a group of people. You have a community, and you all meet in the basement. And mm-hmm. so, in the basement, and you might call that the three-dimensional world. You might call mm-hmm. that life. You know, without any mm-hmm. higher mm-hmm. higher perspective. So, we, so we're mm-hmm. meeting in the basement, and you know, in the basement, it's kind of dark and damp. The furniture may mm-hmm. be kind of worn out. There may be some rats mm-hmm. around. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, there's not that much light. And so when we mm-hmm. meet in the basement, people, some people are kind of okay with it. Many people just don't understand there's anything else. Try to redecorate it. They say, we need more light in this basement. But then one mm-hmm. day, an elevator is discovered. Mm-hmm. And there are people mm-hmm. who discover an elevator, and they go to the living room. And that begins mm-hmm. an entire different kind of community. Now there's a community mm-hmm. where there's light, where there is great surroundings, and, you know, of course, there's a penthouse. So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the community that we're talking about in the Vistar Method, that what began to happen is as we met, we began to see this because there was so many – we had three meetings a week, you know, for mm. a good 15 years. So it right. was like we began to see – you know, what's going on here now? Um, my husband, Ron, is a, and he's also a, um, he's a physicist. He was a physicist from Columbia, and, a, and he went to Harvard. So he was very much of an experimenter. So we started watching what was happening in our community, in the field that we were building together. We started watching, like, what was happening with conflict? What was happening with boredom? And when were we, when mm-hmm. we, when were we getting high? Like when were we really together in a field like you called it oneness, where mm-hmm. people were different mm-hmm. with each other, where there was creativity, and we started to watch that, mm-hmm. and we started to, you know, um, do the things we needed to do 
to stay in that living room. <laughs> right. <clears throat> That's a beautiful Does that thing. Make sense? Yeah, creati- creativity. Yeah, absolutely. Creativity and uh, community. You know, the opposite of of the of the basement. <laughs> Right? Like, that's mm-hmm. like, that's like how, how we flourish. The opposite of, they say the opposite of addiction, because, you know, we've got a, we've got a lot of crisis on our hands right now. We've got a lot of people trying to figure out how to work together right now. So this is why I'm asking you these questions so people can figure it out for themselves, right? Where to get started, how to dive in, how to break free. And, uh, the opposite of addiction and the opposite of, of depression is community and creativity, right? Do you agree? Yes, exactly, exactly. And, you know, like that yeah. community, that addiction is in the basement. <clears throat> See, that's the thing. I mean, yeah. we, can't, we can't try to solve yeah. it in the basement, but probably it would be much better if we started to move people up the elevator because yeah, sure. in the basement, hey, there's a seat I, would be, I would be addiction. <laughs> you have to be addicted in the basement. <laughs> it's awful. It's not pleasant in the basement. Some people just stand it and do okay there. You know, some people take advantage yeah. of that that nastiness but for most of us yeah you want to get out of there and yeah. some people do, yeah. get addicted just because it's so awful to be there that they need mm-hmm. some respite so mm-hmm. you know how do we get people yeah, out of that and, and then basement and then there's other levels like when I was a teenager I remember being in basements we had like skateboarding ramps in basements you know we gathered <laughs> in basements and we tried to make the best of the basement, you know, because that's what we had was the basement. But I think what we're what we're now discovering is that there are other levels. Like you said, there's other levels. There's other opportunities to create if we transform that basement and then break down a wall and build a new room. Hey, there you go, you know. Just transform that wall or walk right through it and build another room next door. So that's a beautiful thing. So tell us about your book. You're writing a book. I have been privileged to read a few chapters of the book. The book is amazing. I love the book. Okay. I haven't given you any feedback yet. It's fabulous. Okay. Very clear. Um, I feel inspired when I read it. Like there is actual golden light inspiration coming out of the words and off the pages. So congratulations on, on having magic in your book. <laughs> I think you're the magic to the book. book, Heidi's the magic to the book. (laughs) No, no, you are, and the people who connect us together, I am sure of this. I was like, ooh, yay, yummy. It's yummy energy coming from the book. People are going to appreciate it very much. So tell us what's happening with the book. Are you self-publishing? How did you guys decide to to get together and put the book together? Because it's a long time in coming for you guys. Yeah, 20 years of work. What's happening? Mm-hmm. It is, it is. It's um you know, it's something that we it was a choiceless choice. You know, it's just something mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we I wanted to do, had to do. It it didn't even go in those parameters, it just was something we knew that we were gonna do and yeah. we're doing it and uh we've mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. done a few books. Ron's a poet and I've done some art books, but this is a different uh course of a different nature here to write a book and yeah. it's uh the book is you know, there's a lot of how-to in the book. We wanted to be practical about things, what happened, how, what people can use, what clues they can have for, you know, their relationships, whether it's, you know, four women going out for dinner or, or you know, family Thanksgiving. But it really is about, you know, evolutionary meetings. And it's it's really, a, we're just sharing our experience of those 18 years and counting. And, you know, just for people to see, it's it's a very, I mean, uh, we don't feel that anybody, most people are going to want to use the whole method and run meetings like it. But we have a lot of information in there. And so there'll be a lot of things that people could take 
to just take a look at their meetings and how they're meeting with their participant, whether they're a leader, mm-hmm. whether they are, you know, just there to support. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of information of how to get together with people and what keeps us apart. What keeps those conversations apart, the conversations that are in, in that level of consciousness that's a basement, when, you know, where everybody is only interested in themselves. All come. Right, <laughs> I'm, right. sure you've, I'm sure you've right, talked right. to people who just talk about themselves all the time. I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. You know that joke? You know that joke? Therapy. Well, therapy, at least you're meant to talk about, about yourself. And, you know, yeah. at least in therapy, yeah. like you go there and there's a professional, but very often yeah. now in 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 this uh, in this, right. in this century now on TV mm-hmm. everything people mm-hmm. you know overtalk each other and also there's a great tendency not to be interested in anything that has nothing to not, doesn't have to do with me you know so and that's yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. it's a big shift you know to start really it's so wonderful to be interested in what somebody's saying it's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and and from from my reading of the the Vistar method, the book that you're is that what it's going to be called? The Vistar method is that what it's the title of the book? Yeah. Evolutionary leading. Okay. Okay. The evolutionary meeting. Well, still meeting. Is that what you said? Tell me one more evolutionary time. Evolutionary meetings. The Vistar method. Yep. Okay. Perfect. And there'll be a tagline. So I don't that, know yet. I love it. I love it. I think that the word meetings is really important. And I have to tell everyone that um, the way that Victoria and Ron have set up some suggestions of how to run a meeting, I, I want to start new meetings. And I've been running meetings myself in three countries for 25 years in various different ways as an educator. And I'll tell you, the way, the way that they describe how to come into circle, uh, Victoria is a master of circle work. And I am a huge advocate of circle work. So, um, Victoria, give people just like a little a little guideline here for if, if and when because I'm sure they will want to after they hear this, and then they're going to run out and get your book, and then they're going to use it to facilitate their meetings. I absolutely know that's what's going to happen. So um, can you just give us an example of running a meeting? So, you know, some beautiful woman in some corner of the world gets inspired by this podcast and says, I want to start a meeting in my community what is she like when she has gotten the word out to her people and they show up there, you know, and they're in this room together. Can you just give us kind of like a couple of little tips on what people could do to make the circle um, effective? Okay. Um, so if this woman called together some people and um, they came to her meeting and she mm-hmm. told them that she was going to be, um, using or being guided by the Vistar method for evolutionary meetings, Mm -hmm. if she told them that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she would have had to tell them what her intention for her meeting is. You know, it depends on the intention. Not that the method is kind of neutral, can be used for, I mean, people in in Rotary could use the Vistar method. But if she's Mm -hmm. starting a Vistar method, say, for an evolutionary circle, and she mm-hmm. would have told them what her intention is, that this is an evolutionary circle, which means mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the purpose of the circle is to go into another level of consciousness together, to wake up together, mm-hmm. to, to get out of that basement, to find new solutions, to find new relationships, to find creativity beyond amazing. If that's the goal mm-hmm. of the meeting, mm-hmm. then we mm-hmm. have some mm-hmm. 
some guide rules. We call them guide rules mm-hmm. and uh, things mm-hmm. that we have seen. We actually did this on the spot. In other words, we, mm-hmm. we would meet in meetings, and suddenly the meeting would get, like, very low. Like, people, mm-hmm. you could tell it was tiring. You, you've been in meetings. Tiring, you want to mm-hmm. go, you don't feel this is boring, you can't stand anybody mm-hmm. there. Okay, mm-hmm. we, we, stopped, we stopped there. It's like we stopped and investigated. What is going on here? Why is this happening? Not that it's bad, mm-hmm. because you can go. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of places we can go, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of world mm-hmm. places you can visit, but you can visit a meeting where everything is low if people are willing to really be explorers of their own experience. Right. So, right. you know, so we, we would stop there. We would take a look what's happening. Or suddenly the meeting, we get like, you know, you're in a meeting and everybody's like has like this yes and everything's it's good and it's so wonderful and people are like laughing a little bit and they're starting to talk to each other because the energy's so high. What happened? Mm-hmm. So we began to see mm-hmm. that and then we, we investigated it and then we saw what kinds of things led to that and what kinds of mm-hmm. things didn't. So And then we made like a guide rule out of them. Like we put in a mm-hmm. rule, for example, I'll give you an example that you just, it's the most mundane thing. Okay, okay. so we're in meetings and somebody, yeah. and every people use names. So we're in meetings and mm-hmm. you're in a meeting with me and then people are talking like this. They say, I really want to pick up, I really want to think about what Heidi said. And I really, mm-hmm. I really want to, that's a really good point she made and this, because mm-hmm. she said this and this and this and I think this. Then the meeting goes on. Another person says, you know what? I really, really like what Kathy was talking about. So we watch mm-hmm. this. Like you watch that. Mm-hmm. Every time a name is used in a meeting, something happens. Mm-hmm. Something happens mm-hmm. in the energy, quality, atmosphere. If you feel it out, we would stop. And people were so imp- beautifully vulnerable to this experiment saying, yeah, you know mm-hmm. what? When I hear that, I have a little pang in my ego because it's saying, well, why didn't they like what I said? I have to try a little harder. That's what goes on inside. Or, you know, mm-hmm. they never mentioned my mm-hmm. name. Or, you know, mm-hmm. well, you know, I'm mad at, I, I have a little thing against what this person is saying, so I'm going to have to say something about somebody else. All these things, uh, believe it or not, Heidi, go on. All sorts of things. Uh, so we can work on uh, that forever, right? We could bring yeah. that out and everybody could work on themselves. No. Paul, we said, let's mm-hmm. not use names for a few months. For months. Let's not use mm-hmm. names when we speak. Let's just say, I love the idea of. Not saying mm-hmm. I like Heidi's mm-hmm. idea. I love this idea. Right. Let's say that. Let's stop names. The entire meeting goes up. Everything is cleared yeah. out. Space is created. It's more clear. People are happier. Nobody has to worry and, and, and feel bad that somebody's using somebody's name and likes what somebody said. It gets less personal. Mm-hmm. We now mm-hmm. trans, mm-hmm. go in transpersonal. Do you think that See? that is because we have a natural um, – empowerment to support others you know what I mean not to make it about me but to be in service right to the we to the oneness do you think that 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 leaving the name out it offers up a a new level of of you know where it's in service it's not like it's not egoic it's not about what one person said it's about how the whole thing can unfold and move forward based on the energy and the frequency that was put out, right? Not by who or by what or, you know, exactly. So what do you think about it? That's it, right? Like, that's it. That's beautiful. It. That's service, beautiful. Right? That is totally beautiful. Yeah. That is the result. That is the that result. That is it. We're just, that yeah, is it. that is the result of what yeah. happens. And we don't even know it. Like, we're not meaning to be mean or anything. It's just, you know, habits. It's conditioned habits of how to meet in meetings, how to have, you know, alliances. You know, all these things that go on. People... 
assume, we all assume that we can just get together and, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, we'll just get together and have a great conversation. We just assume Mm -hmm. we'll have that. But we don't Mm -hmm. know, you know, what's going Mm -hmm. on. And as you said, if you look around the world Mm -hmm. and how people are gathering and talking with each other, you you would Mm -hmm. see that it's not true that we know. Something is missing. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. uh, And I think that whole thing in service, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, I I uh I have been functioning with this with this with you with this work but without knowing you for a long time. And so for me now I I have like a a visceral energetic reaction to when my name is actually called out. <laughs> it's, it's like no no it's so not about me. <laughs> you don't even need to say my name. And so when it happens I feel pegged. You know what I mean? Cuz it takes me out of the unity. I get pegged. And then I'm like, oh, I'm pegged. And so I think that, I think that honestly, I'm looking really deeply into this right now because I teach music and I teach performing arts and I teach, you know, people how to get on stage and to do their thing. The thing with it is it's not about me. It's not about the performer. It's about the service to the energy that comes through us and delivering it to the people, right? When you remove your egoic side from it, you don't really get afraid right? But people get like stage fright, you know, they get afraid to speak that when it's their turn. So if we do away with that individualized, you know, pressure kind of thing, I believe we are all hardwired to live in service to each other and to, and to help save the world right now. So I'm, I'm having even more intense reactions these days when I am um, in a circle where people like call me out by name, right, because of a function that I have given, you know, to the world. Um, it's very interesting what's happening. And then conversely, you know, our children, they want to prove themselves, right? So when our, when our children are in circle, in circle with our children and our youth, they want their names to be called because they have something they want to say. And, and to have themselves seen these days is really important because they really are here to help us with everything as I'm sure you've noticed and everybody's noticed with all the children rising up all over the uh, all over the world you have a thing called spirit club also Victoria let's touch on that and because um, I think that this year international children love the miracle 2020 is the platform for international children's month this year and I think that um, really uh, our whole thing is embodying the miracle and um, what is it to be a miracle and how can we be each other's miracles, you know? So when you think of it in that way, in that frame, the spirit club for, spirit club for children, you know, let's, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on and feelings on, on this train we're on right now? What do you think? Yeah. And everything you said was just, uh, you know, I love what just, just to say, I just love what you said about your name. That's really amazing that you perceive it like that. You know, just like mm. you can feel it's true after a while, you just know there's a downside and, you know, you don't want, it's just a feeling inside, like instead of feeling empowered and excited, there's like a, like a, oh, I don't like that, <laughs> you know, but anyway, that was yeah, it's great. Weird. great. It's weird. It's new and weird. It's you just, yeah, just, I got uh, it more intense. Yeah, yeah lately, it's, so. you know, it's, it's, it's because you're an evolutionary and so this, this is coming to you like, you know, totally out of there, but children love mm-hmm. the Vistar method. In Spirit Club, we call it the yeah. VMC, the Very Magic Circle. A very magic circle. Mm-hmm. When we get into very circle, magic circle. Club, we just say, we say, okay, everybody, we're going to do the very magic circle now. V 
DMC, and everybody goes, yeah, you know, <laughs> this is for young children. Yeah. They naturally do it. Yeah. They naturally do it because the VMC, I mean, the only, absolutely children love to have their names called out. They don't use each other's names. They don't say, right. uh, children right. from that, they don't say, oh, you know, Mary just said something. No. They don't have those things. They're mm-hmm. usually, you know, they're trained to be w- with a leader. So, like, I'm the fairy queen, mm-hmm. you know. So I kind of, wa- I kind of hold that very magic circle. And so, you know, mm-hmm. they're always raising their hands and wanting to talk to me. You know, they kind of are mm-hmm. throwing it out, mm-hmm. throwing it out mm-hmm. one after yeah. another. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. And even and with the very magic circle, uh, even children mm-hmm. who are quiet, after a while, they start contributing like crazy. So they, right. they are very natural to it. They they don't stay on a topic. You know, one of, one of the great ways of connecting, one of the great ways mm-hmm. that we can connect with each other is by staying on a topic, one topic. Now, this is shocking because for adults, the reason we don't feel emotionally connected when we meet in groups is because we go, one of the reasons is we go from topic to topic. We've, we completely mm-hmm. investigate this to the end of its possibilities. And the reason mm-hmm. we feel good going out with your friends sometimes when we talk a long time to somebody and, and then we go home, we feel nourished, is because usually mm-hmm. with a good friend, we get on a topic, something we're going through, and we go for it for a while. We don't mm-hmm. go from thing to mm-hmm. thing to thing, mm-hmm. like in a meeting, you know, it goes from one thing to another thing to another mm-hmm. thing, and mm-hmm. everybody's whiplashed, and everybody goes home saying, oh, my God, what was that about? <sighs> so just staying on a topic. So, ch- But children do not do that. I have to help them with that because their minds are not ready for that but otherwise Mm -hmm. they are completely the guide rules that we have they just do them naturally they naturally Mm -hmm. speak to everybody they naturally include everyone in their in their topic you know they're just they they completely when i first started i said oh my god i'm going to try teaching this and then i didn't have to do anything because there was no teaching all i did was mention something and then they just did it so yeah, spirit club and the Vista method. Yeah, they, and they can. You have an embodiment that um, you know comes naturally with holding space for people, right? I think that's why you and I get along so well. Is because we get each other without having to say too much. So if you if you had if say we have some teachers listening today, right, and they want to invoke something like the very magic circle, can you just give us like a basic like when you call people to circle, what do you say? What do you say to them when you, I've seen some terrible circles in public schools? So <laughs> I was not running them. I was a witness, and it was horrible. So if you could just give a couple of guidelines to teachers to call in a good circle, what to, what should the tone sound like? What should they say to their class when they call them into circle? Well, this what would be think? for this would be for elementary school. Say kindergarten. Sounds good. To, you know, yep. yeah. I mean, for, yep. you know, depending on the age of the children, teenagers have to be called very differently. And I can't say I've had a lot of experience with that. I've had, I've been the fairy queen in the younger, <laughs> younger place. Yeah, sure. Um, I think, I <laughs> think, right, you know, I think just uh-huh. even calling it something like the very magic circle is very big. Say, mm-hmm. you know, like if children are there and there's a bell rung and then there's some kind of little ceremony. There has to be a ceremony, uh-huh. like walking through a door, or, or you know, everybody mm. has to sit down and get something. We used to take a little, a little a Tibetan bowl and have everybody hit it once or ding it around, and all the children would be quiet because it's a very magic circle. They have to, they're right. sitting in the circle. They sit down. They, the, whoever's running it should make sure, like that, they're sitting in a good circle. Like you can do it because you can say to them, look. 
the fairies in the world of the Middle Kingdom, they like a real circle. So let's not do an oval here and have people in and out. Let's all like let me direct you into a really nice circle, and they like that, and then and then you then you say okay. And they're usually talking at this point, but then if you give some kind of a ceremony, like even a bell that gets taken by each child separately, they have to sure. ring it. To summon yeah. maybe the fairies or to summon, you know, the angels or, I don't know, public school <laughs> do angels. But, and so it's that Love kind of it. thing. It becomes, it becomes like yeah. a real, you know, it's something very real. They're like what, And why are we they having are the circle? They're not just being guided. You know. They're a part of the process, yeah? You're incorporating each of their energies and their tones into the circle. I think that that's a really big deal right there. Um Oh, my gosh. Okay, yay. So, Very Magic Circle. So, you, I hope, will come out with a video for us instructing us on the Very Magic Circle sometime soon mm-hmm. for our 2020 platform. <laughs> I love, what do you I think? love you, Heidi. <laughs> You're creating all like that. <laughs> One more thing I wanted to say about this yeah. is that in yeah. our experience with our with our 18-year kind of experiment, 18-year exploration, mm-hmm. when people mm-hmm. go into the living room, when, when people mm-hmm. come together and use some kind of forms that go into a higher level together, the creativity mm-hmm. is off the charts, Heidi, off the charts. Right, I'm right. an artist. I, I was doing the biggest craft fairs in the country as a solo artist. I had shows at Saks Fifth Avenue. I entered yeah. this field with all these people. We became an ensemble. We, we did eight years of performances. We did 800 performances, even at the U.N., we did an entire, Beautiful. there were 12 people in the ensemble. We did music. We did it all collectively. It is the most fun, wonderful thing. And this fun, is all wonderful thing, right? You were supporting. You were being supported. There was not the judgment thing. It was a different way of being. It was a being of coming together in this Vistar method. Okay, so... Victoria, where can people meet you and get your book? It's supposed to be coming out in March, so where should they go? Yeah, they should just absolutely go to our website, which is Vistar Foundation, www.vistarfoundation.org. Vistarfoundation.org. If, we, if you go there, okay. and certainly if you mm-hmm. sign up for the e- email list, we, we're sending out a lot of information and also there's a Vistar Foundation on Facebook and my Facebook page, Victoria Friedman. So there's a lot of places that you can, uh, people can find us. And uh, if you look up the Vistar method, I'm sure that you, you will be taken to that, to our homepage. And um, so that's, you know, that's a very simple way to find out about all this. And there's, you know, a lot of things that we offer that you can find there, people can find there. Awesome. All right, so you have been with One Love Rising um, podcast. Share this out to your friends and family, to your circles out into the world so we can raise consciousness and coming together. We are celebrating the 40 Days of Peace uh, with the Vistar Foundation today in service and gratitude for the work of MLK and We the World and International Children's Month and the Compassion Games and the Vistar Foundation And, uh, Victoria, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You are such a blessing, and I love you, and I love your work. And thank you, thank you for your service in this world. Thank you so much. Mm. I love talking Mm. with you. Thank you. Oh, you're such a beauty. You're such a beauty. All right. Love and light to everybody out there in the land. And I look forward to reading everybody's reviews on the Vistar method that's coming out uh, in hard copy and on Kindle, I'm assuming. 
And uh, more will be happening on VistarFoundation.org. Correct, Victoria? VistarFoundation. Yes, thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Thank you, everyone. So nice to be here. Thank you, everyone. All right. Thanks, Victoria. See you soon. Peace, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.